Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast with your host, Paul Jacoby. All right. Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast. I am your host, Paul Jacoby, and to my left is my guest for today, formerly known as, well, still currently known as well, Reason the Citizen. Yeah. I would like to introduce to you guys a super funny stand-up comedian, up-and-coming and also a YouTube and TikTok foodie. Hey. The one, the only, Rick Martinelli. Hey, I'm here. How we doing, bud? I'm good. How are you, dude? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me, man. I hey, appreciate it. Hey, thanks this. for coming on, dude. Yeah. This is episode two, guys. Uh, we got the the incredibly talented Rick Martinelli. He's yeah, hey. You're sort of a renaissance man, to be honest with you. You're oh. you're all over the map. Yeah, man. kind of, kind of. I'm definitely like uh, the, the modern man, the modern man hustler over here. Modern man media guy, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. Uh, you have taken honestly, you you do very well in um, TikTok and YouTube, which I I am grinding at, and I hate TikTok, dude. <laughs> TikTok's an interesting beast. TikTok. Yeah, it's an interesting beast. I kind of fell into it. It was kind of an accident. I did. I can't, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I, you know what? I um, the funny thing is, is I have my I have a fourteen year old daughter who. Uh, That's the cheat code. So a little little bit, a little <laughs> bit, yeah. So here the the crazy thing is, is she has. Um, she's got two hundred thousand followers on TikTok, but but what she does is she uh, she base more or less. She just steals people's shit and like re-edits it and re-uploads it. That's that's the name of the game, baby. It's a lot of it. It's a lot of it. And she does like gamer stuff like uh, Minecraft, Roblox videos, whatever. Dude, she's ahead of the herd. Dude, yeah. So well ahead of the herd. So uh, I started it as like a joke. I was because she's always like, I have two hundred thousand followers. Look, I, this video has four million views or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You think you're so fucking smart? I'm gonna start a TikTok and we'll see where I go. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, she's still she's dominate. still murking me. She's still murking me without a doubt. But still uh, heavily favored. But no, I started as a joke, and then. Um, you're like, give me your tips. Yeah, give me your tips. She did give me some tips though. She taught me how to edit videos on iMovie. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of where, like, I don't. It's funny because I thought I, I mean, it's like any other social media thing. There's yeah. just certain, there's just certain things that are different with every platform. I, or I started with iMovie. And yeah. I moved to Premiere, so yeah. I, I feel young. Well, I, the funny thing is, I bought, I have Final Cut Pro, and I, mm-hmm. I, I edit YouTube videos on Final Cut, and I had, mm-hmm. I bought it intending to do TikTok videos with it too, because they have a thing where you can do vertical edits and all that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I just iMovie just is faster and easier and TikTok is one of those things where they don't care about quality. Yeah. It's meant to be it's yeah. meant to be on your phone. Like that's yeah. the whole thing, you know? And honest I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Some of my videos qualities mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Yeah. And I get no likes Dude, on they TikTok. Don't care. Put they less do effort. not care. Put less effort. I, I don't even know what to put anymore. Yeah. Honestly, I just wanna grab these little kids and just be like look my stuff but dude i'm not a gen zer anymore so here's what i learned I'm this not. is this is uh sorry i'm gonna be that guy i'm a busy guy so i drink a lot of coffee it um, is what it is dude i'm so, gonna be hammering the coffee pot as well dude do it this so this is what i learned what i learned was um you kind of just have to stumble into what works you have to try a bunch of different stuff you do the same thing if you do the same thing over and over again, you're not getting the results you think you should be getting. Do something slightly different. And that's kind of what I did. And so at first I was just doing like these edits with just music, you know. I do food. I, I should back up. I do food. I do food stuff on TikTok. A lot of tacos, pizza, L.A. food stuff. And uh, I was just doing like these edits, like just cutting up video footage and putting music over it. And I had a couple that did okay. And then one day I realized there was a voiceover button. And uh, so I did a voiceover on it. And then I I woke up the next day and the video had 50,000 views. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. So this was something that I wasn't doing before. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, was not taking – I I expected no results at all. And then when I got some, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I'm onto something here. And then I – once something works, rinse and repeat. And that's kind of – that's TikTok in a nutshell. And I think the thing is is that uh, when you're new to TikTok – all they feed you, all they send you is viral content, viral content, viral content. Yeah. So it get you get it in your mind, 
that if you post something and it do, and it doesn't become viral or get tens of thousands or hundred thousands of views or whatever, that you're not doing well. And people give up really quick on I TikTok. I am doing so bad, dude. Just but just keep <laughs> do. Just all dude, you have to do is keep doing that's it. A, that's what everyone says. Like yeah. you got to stay consistent. It's like that was the last app. I literally was painfully pushed into yeah like i was just like i'm done with the apps dude i'll do youtube i'll do instagram i'll do facebook but it's like this tiktok thing now and are I you just, putting are you putting stand-up clips uh i just started like a month ago yeah like on the one then yeah. i then i just made the paul jacoby podcast tiktok yeah boom boom Go boom, follow. boom 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 Go follow <laughs> i follow i'm an early adopter hey, um, hey we all are dude and you know like that's here nice little segment dude yeah uh speak Speaking of uh, helping each other out, like here in the like stand-up community, it's all about helping each other out. Hundred percent. You know, and uh, it was weird. Uh, I I actually ran into a very famous stand-up yesterday. Oh yeah, and yeah. Wanted, Let's talk about talk it, you. dude. It was so cool. Yeah, it was so cool, and uh, it, it was one of those moments where like, you know, like you you know you're gonna see this person. Yeah. And when you actually see him, you're like, fuck. Right. I'm, I'm so right. scared. I don't want to talk to him. And like, dude, so that that person ended up being Tom Segura. You know? Yeah. Uh, I can't really talk about the, uh, you know, why I saw him or anything behind that. Yeah. Uh, sign something sure. to keep my mouth shut. But I, I can, you know, speak about my experience because it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. But uh, the cool thing was, is like, you know, I. I saw him and I've seen him before. Yeah. So he recognized me. He's like, he's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And he's just like, I'm like, oh, he's in a good mood, yeah. dude. Yeah. He's in a good mood. Right. You know, like it's time. And my one buddy's like, you know, say something, man. Say something. Because he, he knows I do comedy. Yeah. You know, everyone on set, yeah. except for Tom Segura at the yeah. time, knew I did, right. did comedy. And, um, you know, I just went over to get a coffee and he was right there eating a little breakfast. And I was just like, hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. And as soon as I said that, someone that's a lot more important than I am yeah. steps up right. and kind of like gave that like, yo, what's going on here? Like, right. No like, questions. Yeah. Who? Why are you talking to to Tom? Yeah. And I was just like, see you later. And I just walked away. Right. You know, I was like, you know what? It, at least I had the balls to ask him. Yeah. And he seemed cool. And uh, but you know he had important shit to do. Yeah, oh it, sure, it happens. Dude. I, important I totally, guy. I totally got the vibe. So I, I walked away, and uh, you know I, I went just back to doing whatever I was doing, and um, out of nowhere I just see him, you know like he gave that kind of like that eagle eye mm -hmm. where he spotted me and he was coming to me and yeah. I was like holy yeah. shit is this is this real life? Yeah, and he and he hawked me down. Yeah, he hawked me down. And he's like he's like, hey. You know, like kind of like we didn't finish this conversation. Very cool. That's rad. Yeah, very cool. And uh, long story short, when I was like, you know, asked my question, I was like, you know, do you have any advice for any up and you know, like, you know, these a new comic? Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I didn't get in details, but he's like, he's like, you you know what, man? Yeah, I say the same thing every time. He's like, all the stupid shows that you hate going to. Yeah. Uh, you know the small bringers and you know you know the backyard show whatever it is he's like just go and do it yeah and just keep d getting on stage keep getting on stage every night if you can and i was like i hit an open mic every night and you know we talked a little bit back and forth and uh he was just so supportive yeah you know like he made me feel like a comic That's like awesome a com dude he spoke to me comic to comic yeah you know and did and uh, I, I wanted to start a, a thing for the podcast. Yeah. And what that that is called, that's called the Open Mic Allies. Okay. And I feel like he is one. For sure. You know, like he, he came he came through. He's well, not every comic has to start somewhere, yeah. and it's usually at the he's, open mics. He's an L.A. comic, too. Right, he's right. not one of these punk New York comics. You know, we out here, baby. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like he's an L.A. guy, and uh, I just wanted to – to him to be the first inductee oh, of here we go. the the Paul's Wall of Comic Allies. So he's up. going go. right number one. Here, here we, go. we want to salute you. This is you. a momentous occasion. Lieutenant Tom, we salute you. This is momentous. Momentous. This is the very first time. Right in the middle. There too. you go. There you go. Perfectly in frame. Beautiful. In frame. 
Tom, you made it. Tom, you're the man. I know this you are is uh, top of the world for us right here. This is a big honor for Tom Segura, dude. He is thrilled. Uh, so hold, like, okay. Long story short, I just want to get to this. Uh, we're best friends now. Okay, good, good. Yeah, we're best friends. Because I wanted to say, I'm not sure if you saw, but he shot himself in the leg. I well, fine. did you see that on Instagram? Yet? I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, right after we talked, he did that video. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit! Did he just just shoot himself? What? <laughs> what is going on? Like, what is going on?" And then, then I I replayed it because I was like, kind of, yeah. Honestly, I was on cloud nine, yeah. so like, you know, like right. I, my mind was not right for two hours after meeting him. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, you know, well, the guy definitely has a knack for uh, injuring himself. <laughs> top of the line. Yeah, as one of his many talents. Uh, that's super cool, though, man. I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of people. I feel the funny thing is I feel like less important people in Hollywood will will like not give you that Cold attention. Shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like there are a certain degree of people who, and you know, maybe maybe it's a thing amongst comics because you really start in the dirt. You know, you have to crawl out of the mud before you can yeah. get anywhere in comedy. And I feel like I feel like even the biggest comics in the world still kind of appreciate the grind and if you can get that uh you know comic to comic type yeah. interaction and that's about you know, as genuine as it can get in in la that's what promoted this outfit by yeah. the way you hey. know shout out to dj dad mouth i, I should have worn my damn jacket yeah. well you're a rapper over here Tom Segura, he's dj dad mouth right uh, but i have dope my jacket game is on point and i'm not instead i'm wearing a shirt that i don't do enough cocaine to wear dude, you are on fleek Dude, I pre- I appreciate I that. that. I, I do feel like it's I look vibe. like an uh, Armenian shower curtain. Honestly, but when you're coming to West Hollywood, that's the, that's the look that yeah. you want to have. That's why. That's why. So I see wearing the hat. I've been a hat guy forever. Yeah. I'm actually I'm nervous having these headphones on because I'm new to the having hair oh. game. Like I didn't fucking do my hair for like 20 years. Just I get wore that. a hat. I get and now that. I'm like, I see pictures of myself on stage. Can't even see my face when I'm wearing a hat. So I'm like, all right. It's time to be a grown-up. I'm 37. It's time to grow the fuck up. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I uh, backwards hats just always been my thing, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad used to think I was a, like he thought like I thought that I was a gangster. Yeah. And it's just like I always hated my hair because my hair gets all frizzy and yeah. fluffy, and it's just terrible. And I hate getting haircuts. Yeah. I hate. I I'm not a pretty boy. Yeah. You know, like I never could dress up well. You know, I, I just threw on a backwards hat and I knew I looked fine. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because it's, it's not the look you want to have at the open mic scene yeah, it's fine. in West Hollywood. It's fine. I can it's tell fine. you that I much. went through some bad hat phases. I went through a, new, a <laughs> newsy hat phase. You know those? What is like, a newsy hat? It's like, the you know, like if you imagine Sounds like, like a, a doozy. If you imagine like a little like a guy that uh, like a kid that was like, hey, extra, extra selling newspapers in the 1940s. Oh, one of what those are, hats. What do they call them? Like. Uh, like poor boys, or so I think they call them po newsy, boys. I think they call them newsy hats, is what I think newsy they call them. Hats, They're yeah. like, yeah, I, I went through a fa- I went through a very long, very long phase wearing those hats, and uh, I had to cut it out. I was like, I looked like I just spent a lot of time at microbreweries. I could see that, but didn't you? I pulled it off. Well, though. it was a thing for a while. Another was, another segment dude, yeah. here. Are, or we're we're gonna we're gonna dive right through it. I you watched the first episode, is that correct, or at least parts? I subscribed to your channel and I liked the video, but I've only seen the clips. So hey, far. that's all I I've really care about. I've only seen the clips. I need you to like and subscribe. I know. Okay, I am a terrible I subscriber. It's I'm okay. It's subscriber. okay. I, all I, I, I'm gonna blame I it on my, my family. Brother. I'm gonna blame it on my wife and kids for uh, taking all my time. Hey, it's totally fine. Yeah. Totally I'll get around fine. to it, it though, Paul. I will. But what we, I, I brought this up because um, you're fine with talking about what you do for work, right? Yeah, no, we can talk about okay, anything. Cool. So, uh, so my wife in the last one, she's from the Philippines. Yeah, you know, you you know this about about her. But uh, one thing I spoke to her about, I was like. You know, there, there's laws in the Philippines. It yeah. doesn't matter what drug you have. Mm-hmm. They will execute you if you are guilty of dealing drugs. Well, well I would have been executed many times. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up. I was yeah. like, so I asked my wife last time. I was like, you know, what's your thoughts on killing, like, weed dealers? And yeah. she's like, 
Well, if they deserve it, yeah. Wow. I was like, wow. Holy wow. smokes! Don't tell her what I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, what's your thoughts on that? Coming from someone that works in the uh, marijuana industry. Well, I mean, you know, I'm born and raised in California, so I my view my view on that is very much influenced by how I grew up. Uh, For I sure. I don't think weed is a bad thing at all. I don't smoke weed anymore yeah. at all, but I do work professionally in the cannabis industry. Um, I think killing people for it definitely uh, psycho. Definitely a uh, little much. It is definitely intense. a that's... tad excessive. I would go as far as to say that that's worse than most of the American weed laws, where people are sitting <laughs> in prison um, throughout it's the wild. country. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but also, also like I'm not from there. I don't know what their I don't know what their stance, their viewpoints are, their yeah. their culture. You know, everywhere is different. Um, but I know I won't be bringing any weed to the Philippines anytime yeah. soon. You will get. Brittany Griner thought she had a pad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Bang, bang. Hey. Mother trucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, drugs and, and alcohol is interesting things. I think it's um, it's all dependent on, you know, a lot of it is based on where you're from and just the way people were raised and certain rules. Like, I get it. I get it. You know, I have a lot of friends from Georgia um, and the, the laws there are very, very strict and... Uh, you know, although I don't agree with it, also I'm not from there. I don't really understand um, where they, where their thought process is on, yeah. on on all that. You know what I mean? So, although I don't agree with it, it is. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it, unfortunately. So I feel you on that. Yeah, man. I just I make it. I just make money in the weed industry, and uh, I'm great. I'm grateful for it because I sold mm-hmm. a lot of weed in my younger days. I did not go to college because I was selling weed. So the fact that it's legal now and has given me an actual professional path. I'm very, very grateful for. Um, Would you say that that's pretty dope? That's dope. Hey, <laughs> hey baby. What do you think of that one, Tom? What do you think of Tom? I think he approves. Hey, low yeah. key though, this is Tom's face. Ninety-five percent of the day though, yeah, he's is. just like you can tell he's the introvert. Like yeah. at Two Bears right. podcast, I love that podcast the, yeah, by the way. Where like, like Tom's just like, just kind of like bold faced. It's like he's just he's just a chill. Dude, that's just like calm, and he's just like, it, it's very like you know. You thought like you see him on, you watch a stand up for right. years. You know, you're like, you're like, oh, he's gonna be busting jokes out. Yeah. No, no, not the case. And then Bert Kreischer just steamrolls the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> Dude, he's and. In Bert's defense, he steamrolls everyone. I ran. I I rolled over my mic. Uh oh. Um, there we go. This is uh. This is a very professional podcast. We have this is a professional studio. There are a number of uh, assistants on the other side of the camera, but Paul is insisting he does the work himself. That's a noble podcast host right there. Got oh, I unplugged it. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. I got this. We'll fix it in post. Um, <laughs> hey, no need, man. You know what, guys? We're here to show that, you know, even us top-of-the-line guys, we make mistakes all the time. You know, so don't be scared of making mistakes yourself. Well, it's part of it. You know, I still got – I think I made a um, clothing mistake today because this is how – I'm taking it off. <laughs> I'm taking it off. Keep the gold chain on. Uh, the gold chain stays. The gold chain staying all day. All right. Mm. I no longer feel inadequate for leaving my jacket in the car. Dude, it is – Dude, this podcast has been hot though so far, but I got, I gotta ask you a few we're just questions. Getting started. Yeah, we're just getting started, baby. We are just getting started. So, real quick, I'm just gonna spend the whole podcast just like adjusting this microphone arm. Yeah. So, what's your since, since you're a rapper? Yeah. You know, what's your thoughts upon Jake Paul? Jake Paul, I think. Uh, yeah, that guy's a renaissance man too. I think um, right? I think both of those guys are incredibly talented at whatever they do. I, I ran mean, into Logan once. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, he looks big, yeah. like on on, I guess YouTube. Yeah, uh, kind of honestly, not a fan of the Paul brothers. I'll just be real with you. They're yeah. from they're Ohio guys. Oh, so I, you got a bone? You got a bone to pick dude, there? I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. He kind of. I don't mind Logan yeah. as much. Yeah. I think he's um, he's probably a strange dude. I don't know. Never talked to him. I said what's up yeah. when I passed him. Yeah, you know, but he gave 
It was like one of these. Right. But he was eyeing the girl I was with. Mm, I didn't even realize that until I looked back at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's smoke. Yeah. That was uh, my friend Cindy, who hopefully she will come on the podcast. Cindy shout out Suzuki. Cindy. Yeah. Shout out to you, bud. Shout out to you. We'll clip this. Bang, bang. We'll get you. Uh, dude, I kind of—I'm loving the finger pistols, right? Dude, yeah, we're dude. smoking them. We're fucking—we're smoking everyone. But, uh, yeah, Jake Paul though—that's like my name opposite. Yeah. So I feel like he's the reverse me. That's why he's such an asshole. So this is personal. Yeah, it is personal. It's personal. Jake, we're looking at you, bud. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't I, challenge that guy. <laughs> dude, I would definitely challenge that guy. He—he sta- he stands around at 190. I'm at 215. Yeah, that's true. He'd probably get me in boxing. He's a pretty uh, solid boxer. I think if I got him to the ground, he'd be in a lot of trouble. I think I think those I think those guys in particular, mm-hmm. like I mean, I'm a little bit older. I'm not their target market by yeah. any means, but I can see why they do so well at whatever they do. Yeah, they're, they're very fascinating. Well, they're very persistent. They're persistent. Yeah. You know, they're very. Uh, you I can feel tell like they're from Cleveland. <laughs> uh, they have mass Cleveland vibes. Yeah, how do they? Cleveland oh, yeah. energy, especially Jake. Yeah, dude. I think um, I think, you know. The way things work these days, like there, there's an old, uh, there's an old um, Jerry Seinfeld quote where he says, you know, pick one thing and do it really well, and that's it. And yeah. like that's he attributes a lot of his success in stand up to that. Oh, his must right? be TV. Yeah, well, but that's the, that's the funny thing is he didn't even stick to one thing. He does TV, yeah. movie, stand up, one thing must whatever. Be TV. Dude, I never liked Jerry's stand up. I'm just gonna be real. I respect him. I think he's a hilarious writer. Yeah. I think uh, it's just we grew up in that generation that. Like, the clean comedians. Like, I was never a Cosby guy either. Right. Never thought he was funny. Well, I think the early, like, the early comics, the early really big comics, it's almost like, uh, I, I compare a lot of it to, like, uh, like hip-hop. Like, if you look back at, like, old-school rap, those guys were not technically as skilled as, like, modern rappers. But at the time, they were doing something that had never been done before. Yeah. And so, so they're, they're, yeah. Breaking the way. <laughs> Excuse me. They're, they're kind bless of. bless you. <laughs> they kind of paved the way a little bit <clears throat> if that makes sense well let's just get just get at it real quick question hot hot take <clears throat> yeah big ear tupac so i personally <laughs> am a biggie i'm a biggie fan over tupac um now I, tupac I, what's up baby i can explain i can explain okay so yes. I think uh, I think Tupac had a lot more energy. He was he was very charismatic, and yes. I think and I think you could probably argue that Tupac influenced more people than Biggie did. And he had a far uh, uh, he had a longer career and a far uh, bigger catalog than Biggie did. Uh, uh, and the the intensity is undeniable. But Biggie just had a flow and a style and a voice that can never be replicated. I can and, see your side. And that, and yeah. you know. Um, I, I just I the way that he wrote, I I break things down from a technical standpoint. Being a rapper mm-hmm. and, and writing, you know what I mean. I can, you know, Tupac was very just move on to the next line, move on to the next line, move on to the next line. You, you see, see footage of him writing, and he would just write, 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 write. And the guy had his delivery was unmistakable. But Biggie, you could tell every little word and every little syllable, every little thing in the middle part of his bars was was deliberate. Yes. He rhymed stuff in the middle, whereas. You know, a lot of rappers would just rhyme the very last word. Biggie would rhyme stuff in the middle and then rhyme the last word, which at the time yeah. no one was doing. So I've that guy really yeah. like he really paved the way for a lot of the like uh, lyrical, lyrically forward rappers. Yeah, I, that's I, just my opinion. I though. saw and that's, a YouTube breakdown of of Biggie lyrically. Yeah, that he was just unmatched at the time. But honestly, uh, this is this is probably why my dad. Thought I was like a gangster. It was all the Tupac. Oh, you were was, blasting. Dude, once I once the hit him up. Yeah. Like came to obviously I wasn't I wasn't listening to it in 1996 or when I, yeah. whenever it came out. But when my high school age self really discovered Tupac and yeah. like I hit him up, I was like I was ready to fight anyone. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I can say confidently, confidently, yeah. without a doubt, that hit him up is the most vicious diss track ever dude. made. Ever, ever made. I mean, without a doubt. With that being said, though, we're going to take a short commercial break. Hey. We'll be back here in one second. Bye-bye. Hey. All right, guys. Welcome to Paul Jacoby Podcast Merch Store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie. 
with little logo on front and on back that's crazy we got that we got coffee mugs we got t-shirts we got tanks we got it all baby now back to you in the podcast kaboom and we are back guys from hey. the commercial break please buy the merch that you saw buy it. and by the way we're not back from commercial break. I messed up. No, wanna... there, no, you didn't. There were no technical difficulties there that went was... into this at all. Yeah, this we is... might have been talking for 20 seconds without, or 20 minutes Maybe. without recording. Let's see. I'm going to blame all the uh, yeah, production assistants that are standing behind Dude, the camera these PAs out of you. That... You're all fucking fired. You're done. Get You're the done. fuck out of here, yeah. Gary. Yeah. I don't know why. I always go to Gary. Do you have like a go-to like random name? Is it you, I always go to Gary for some reason. Do you do it because of SpongeBob? No, I just, I just, I just throw. It's just like a, such an average American name. Um, I don't know why. I just always go fucking Gary. If I had to blame someone, uh, maybe Steve. Steve. Steve's a good one. Steve's a good one. I mean, there's not a lot of Steves. Dude, too. the other day when I was hosting the open mic, it's funny as a guy that I know is homies, homies with me. But it was like we had just met, mm-hmm. and he called me Steve. Like I hosted and he was the first guy I called up and he was like, give it up for your host, Steve. And everyone was like, who the fuck is Steve? <laughs> well, I, and now I re- I'm Steve. I'm forever Steve in his mind. I remember uh, when in high school, my, uh, my sister had to come pick us up and she's like, I really can't pick you up. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like mom told you to come pick us up. Like, yeah. You know, she just got her license and she got her license like late. It was like when she was 18. Yeah. But she comes, she picks us up. She's acting all weird. And we just look at her friend in the back, and he's just being a total weirdo. Yeah. You know, and we're like, Who, who's this guy? And she's like, oh, that's that's Steve. Fucking Steve. And me and my buddy, like, he was just, like, in the corner yeah. being weird. We ended up finding out he was tripping balls. Tripping balls, balls yeah. And uh, we were just, like, to his face calling him Steve the Stalker. I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Zach Reiner. Uh, we were both just like, who's who's this Steve the Stalker guy? Stalker Steve. Yeah, we ended up finding out he's just tripping. Just tripping balls. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Fair enough. Dude, so what I was bringing up. Oh, yeah. So now we have to recall 27 minutes of us having a conversation. Yes, yeah, 27 minutes, unfortunately. But one thing I was bringing up was when I was talking to Tom, one of his – one of the things that he gave me advice on was he's like, don't be afraid to try new things. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you know, I haven't bombed at a show yet. You know, I've, I've bombed open mics countlessly, obviously, yeah. but, yeah. um, I've done really well at the show so far. He's like, he's kind of like gave me that look like yeah. this fucking guy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like I, I get it like totally, totally warranted because it's like, I'm new and it's like, I, I think I've gotten lucky. Yeah. Because I've gotten really good crowds. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There was people that were bombing yeah. at those shows. Um, but those are new, like, new comic shows. Right. You know, for sure. They, I've bombed. I have bombed. I have well, bombed I've, at I've, shows. I've seen you done. You've done plenty well at shows, too. Yeah. No, so. and I'm not. I'm, I'm okay with how I perform every time. And sometimes it just. It just doesn't pan out, but you are you're at the chateau tomorrow night, yeah? Yeah, I'm at the chateau tomorrow night. Bang bang. Bang oh, bang. This, well, this air tomorrow night from now. Yeah. Um I uh And I crushed. Yeah, great fucking murder, <laughs> dude. He got an agent, he a was manager. Crying. Um I uh I think I could say my last show at the chateau, I I would say I bombed. Not like terribly, not but I bomb. definitely did not do well. And and uh, the bringer show sometimes can kind of create a weird audience. Either you have yeah. an audience that's very excited because they never go to stand-up comedy shows, or you have an audience that's very like kind of standoffish and weird because they never go to stand-up comedy shows. It, it's weird because this time, you know, I reached out to because they they got like a new email or yeah. whatever, and I I reached out. I was like, I was like, hey, you know, I got this email. I just wanted to right. email you back or whatever. And, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, we're, we're booking these shows now. And I'm like, oh, I think I, I remember this guy. He's the yeah. guy that's always there. Right. And um, yesterday they hit me up. They're like, hey, we see you have five people coming. Yeah. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, you invited me back. Yeah. You know, like I crushed right. at the last two things. Right. You, you were saying how good I was. Right. And it's like now you're checking in on how many tickets i'm selling it's like it's, come on yeah man. that that whole it's expectation like, is kind of a weird environment yeah. i understand it because it's a business but but yeah, yeah when you, when you hang that. when you hang so much value on the amount of people that can come out i mean 
But yeah, well, they're not even selling tickets. They're selling food and drink. You know? Yeah, they like, pay for the, they pay the for the room. Which it's shout all out free. to the Chateau, by the way. Like I really appreciate those. Shows. I have nothing bad to say about yeah. them. I just it's it's bringer shows in general can sometimes create an uh, a weird audience, and that's yeah, no fault. Sure. And that's no fault of the club. That's just the the people mm-hmm. that come out. And you know, and but that also that's any comedy show. There's no guarantee that even a show at you know the most prestigious comedy clubs in the world aren't going to be awkward and weird sometimes. Oh, dude, I, I, you always hear those horror stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you will always hear those horror stories. Well, I had the last one I had at the Chateau was uh, there was just there was a, and there's the group of people like closest to me in the front, which I think is something that's like I don't know maybe something that you learn to deal with better as you gain more experience. But like if I'm ever doing a show and there's one fucking person that I can see is not laughing and that is just fucking stonewalling me or staring at the wall or whatever, I try extra hard to win that one fucking person <laughs> over. And I feel like it doesn't even matter. Like I'm getting laughs from the rest of the room, but this one person is just like throwing my whole fucking energy off. Yeah. And that was kind of what was going on that last one at the Chateau. It was ironically as I had some I had some good friends in the audience. One in particular who was like Whoa. a good homie. I've been telling him, "Come to my fucking shows. Come to my shows." Finally and he comes to one I eat shit at. I'm like, "Fuck." Dude, Whitney Cummings actually brought that up like where she was like she's like the crowd was laughing, but I just saw this person and they were yeah. like stonewalling her. Yes. So she's like she's like, "What's wrong? Why are you not laughing?" And he just said he's like, "I'm nervous." Yeah. So it, like a lot of times I always put shit on me like, oh, I must be doing bad. But maybe it's just them because yeah. everyone like, especially when you come to a comedy show, everyone wants to not sit up front. Right. You know, like and just be the like the one to get picked on or whatever. And it's like I've never called. I'm not the type. I'm not that kind of comic. either. Like if you come to my shows. I will not butcher you. Yeah, I, I don't promise. want anybody to feel bad or yeah. uncomfortable or or whatever. Dude, there's there's a few open like I know one guy in particular. Yeah. Like at these open mics, this guy will just come and he'll just try to like bash into other comics. Like, yeah, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? I don't understand like, that. For one, like I I really don't respect a comic if they just come and bash someone for no reason. That's just yeah. kind of a bully, but like. Uh, if someone's heckling you, dude. Well, that's oh, an invitation. Oh, yeah, that's an yeah. invitation. That's a little like, bit. That's then a little you bit take different. them down, dude. I don't like. Once you invite yourself to be a part, well, uninvited participant to For sure. to the show. That's open game. You are you are eligible to get chopped in yeah. half. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you're there at the shows to heckle, get the fuck you, out. Yeah. Don't and you go. will get destroyed. Don't go. You will get destroyed. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. It's fu- I feel like I have, because I have, uh, I can't remember if we talked about this in the first portion or uh, the portion we didn't record, but I was <laughs> the on. The undisclosed, yeah, let's call it the undisclosed the portion. Sec- the secret tape. Yeah. Uh, I, we said some was great shit. We were killing. Uh, um, we weren't rambling at all. No, there's nothing that went <laughs> off track. I So I was on the uh, speech and debate team when I was in high school. And oh, yeah. So, and so I have, like, I was... I wouldn't call it professional training because it was in high mm-hmm. school, but like, you did well. but I was taught certain things yeah. like to, you know, make eye contact and look around and move around mm-hmm. and be engaged in with your audience. And I feel like, I feel like some of that obviously is very helpful in stand up. but then sometimes, but then sometimes when you're doing that and you're trying to make eye contact with everybody and then you catch that one motherfucker that is just not entertained by you. Then he can just throw the whole thing off. And I feel like I need to kind of retrain because they always say play to the back of the room, play to the back of the room. Um, you know, cause really, I mean, the front row is just one row, the rest, everything behind them, they're there too. Yeah. And so I, I kind of, I feel like I need to train my mind to just pay attention to that a little bit more. And then yeah. maybe I won't get focused on the one person. I kind of like the rooms where it's like so bright, you can't see the crowd. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you just have to move around at your own pace and just whatever. The ones where you can see everybody sometimes just like, ah, why is this one so girl not laughing at me? Pretty much you like the haha then. The haha is because a good one for that. it is the brightest, it is the brightest. flashy light. Yeah, yeah that dude, one you can't see anything. I got up there and I was shell-shocked yeah. by it. Like, dude, I, that was probably my worst show. Like, I did fine, you know, but yeah. like, just because, like, at first I was like, whoa. It's dude, a little off-putting I, I at first. I was not yeah. prepared for yeah. this. Well, and that light kind of flickers mm-hmm. in and out, yeah. too, which is a little so distracting. Like, yeah. I did The Hollywood Improv is kind of like that, too. Um, oh, yeah. Well, one question I remember asking okay. yeah. in the undisclosed section. The secret tape. Um, did we say fuck Jake Paul? 
I'm going to say it again. I Fuck think you, you, dude. I think you. Um, I don't know if you said it in the first half I'm or the cussing, second half. But. I'm cussing. My mom's going to hate me if she watches this, but whatever. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Miss Jacoby. Shout, I, uh, shout out to old Debbie. Sorry, we Debbie. Love I got I curse a lot. Yeah. but it's the um, rapper in me. Uh, oh, yeah. We brought up. Um, I was asking about, like, you started out uh, at a comedy class. Okay, you, yeah, that's that's. What, what was your experience with that class? Okay, so I went really, I rambled a lot on this question last time. So long story short, I've been a rapper for <laughs> over twenty years. I always wanted to do stand up. I wrote stand up when I was younger, but I found success in hip hop, and I was playing a lot of shows. I told myself I was going to start doing stand up when I turned thirty, but when I turned thirty, I was doing really well with music. I was touring. I was playing, you know, South by Southwest, Vans Warped Tour. Yeah. I did. I performed at a TED Talks, you know, uh, A3C Festival in Atlanta, World Hip Hop Conference in Brooklyn. Like it was going well. I was making money, and the momentum was really moving forward. Um, uh, and I just, I told myself I was gonna do stand up when I turned 30. I turned 30. It just didn't happen. And uh, at a certain point, I realized that I was kind of just chasing my tail. I was in Denver uh, for five years, and I was doing really well in Denver, but. It's it's not a city where you can blow up and create a, a career. City, yeah. It actually is a hip hop city. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a Fair it's surprise. surprising thing that uh, that a lot of people outside of like music and entertainment that don't tour don't really know about. But if you're mm-hmm. you get around the U.S., you know Denver is a hot fucking city for entertainment. That goes for yeah. stand up too. Yeah. Um, if we ever get the chance to play Comedy Works, it's one of the oh, best comedy dude, clubs. I'm in. It's one of the best comedy clubs on the planet, and 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 any professional comic will agree with that statement. It's great. Um, so I, uh, I started kind of switching gears in my mind, and I knew I really wanted to go, okay, like I- I'm feeling a little stagnant in music. I want to start doing stand-up. And I wanted to start doing it in Denver, and I was going to the open mics mm-hmm. at Comedy Works, but I didn't have the balls to get up. And it's crazy because, uh... because I have no fear of crowds. I ha- I'm totally comfortable on stage. I've been a live performer for 20 years. But the idea of getting up and trying to make people laugh was a fucking terrifying idea for me for a yeah. long time. And I know that I'm – I knew I'm a funny motherfucker and I, I know f- I'm capable. I feel like also with that fear is like just with – for me at least, my passion of wanting to do comedy like so badly adds to that fear because like what yes. if I'm not good? Yes. What if I'm not funny? Yeah, I, I – I, um, I connect with that a lot because that's how I felt because I go, okay, I know I'm good. I can get on stage and I can wrap my fucking face off and I yeah. can play in front of uh, a thousand people and I can crush. And But that's something I've been doing for two decades. It's a muscle that I've exercised repeatedly for the majority of my life. Yeah. Being funny and telling jokes and figuring out how to make people laugh is a totally different mm-hmm. skill set. And, and I was the same way. Before I ever, before I ever wrote a rap song or, or played a show or anything, I wanted to do stand up. Yeah. When I was a kid, I wanted to do SNL. You know, like I was obsessed with Saturday Night Live. Like mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Chappelle's show. Like when I was in high school, yeah. I was obsessed with, you know, um, Dave Chappelle's stand up, his early stand up, Chris Rock, um, you know, George Carlin, uh, Dana Carvey. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And that was something I always My wanted to do. My dad loves Dana Carvey. Dude, dude, his stand-up's great. His stand-up's great. I wish he would, I wish he would do more of it. Um, but, I, yeah, it was the same way. I put it on such a pedestal that I yeah. was like, I felt like if I didn't do well, like I would be devastated. And then, you kind of have a Dana Carvey style to I'm, you. I'm if cool I had that. to pick one, dude, that, cool that. that would be the closest. I don't know if like, Dana Carvey has abortion jokes, but I think <laughs> I could. I could dude, s- maybe 2022. Maybe, maybe Dana it's Carvey, time. Dude. Maybe it's time for him to drop he, some fucking. He does uh, have a lot of kid jokes. Now, have you seen his recent stuff? No, I haven't. I haven't that, seen anything. He's, he's still done funny. Yeah, dude, he's he, a funny the guy. guy's hilarious. Yeah. He's hilarious. Um, or definitely like mm-hmm. uh, an, an early uh, an early influence, I guess, in my mm-hmm. in my interest in doing stand up. So, but I ended up. The biggest part of it for me was that I didn't know anybody that did stand up. I knew a million people that made music. I mean, I literally had friends that make hip-hop music all over the country, all over the world, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shout out to the homies. Bang, bang, yeah, baby. Man, yeah. Cash money. And But I had no one. I didn't know a single soul that did stand-up. And so in 2018, I moved to L.A., and I knew I knew that I wanted to do stand-up in L.A., mm-hmm. but also, ironically, like I could have started in fucking Denver where it was – Likely a lot less intimidating than starting in L.A. I mean, this is yeah. a comedy city. Like, this yeah. is a big, big – this is one of the stand-up meccas of the world. It's like L.A. and New York. If you talk yeah. stand-up, that those are the two big cities. 
And so when I moved out here in 2018, I really started to go, okay, I'm going to do stand-up. I'm going to do stand-up. I'm going to do stand-up. I was going to the comedy store all the time. This was like heyday comedy store where you could see like Rogan, Segura, Sebastian Maniscalco, Eliza Schlesinger, like all in the same night for a $20 bill and two drinks. Yeah. And it was just like, it was wild. Nuts. And then I started yeah. to realize like, oh, fuck, I have inserted myself into the hardest place to probably start doing stand-up. <laughs> and I started going to the potluck at um, at the comedy store every Monday because I just wanted to check it out and get a feel for it. And then it, I was even more intimidated because every Monday, now you just, you email, but every Monday, yeah. 200 fucking comics would show up. And that patio would be like a fucking madhouse just with comics, yeah. all putting their name do on the list. Do you email every uh, Friday? I email every Friday. Yeah, yeah. I do. I still yeah. have not. I still haven't either, but it's yeah. okay. They'll, they'll pick us eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, and Dude, I mean, well, you've done shows at the Hollywood com- or at, at the comedy at store. The comedy yeah, store. I have one yeah. coming up September seventh. Come out. Oh, September seventh. Um, uh, the Shindig show with Jimmy Shin. Shout out Jimmy Shin. Uh, Dude, was that the the uh, the guy at Comedy Boulevard? No, that's Jason. Uh, that's Jason Rogers. Okay. Yeah, so other Asian guy. Way to way to really sounds terrible. Way to really say that I got the J right. Look alike. No, uh, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I got the J right. You did. You did. You're almost there. Um, they look similar. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh, so I was both going, cool dudes. No, they're great. Great guys. Shout out. Um, I love both of them. Um, so I I haven't met the other one. Yeah. In my defense. Yeah, you will come out on September seventh. Yeah. I heard the J. Um, so. Yeah. My wife's Filipino. Okay. <laughs> Mine's not. I just say offensive shit. Um, so yeah, I was going, I was going to the potluck and that was when they were still doing kill Tony there. And so it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, but still I, I didn't know anybody that did stand up. and I was trying to like get around LA and meet people. And it just wasn't, you had that, that like it I, was in you. I wanted it. Yeah. I really wanted it. And then I started going like, you know, and it's funny cause a lot of comics will trash comedy classes and we'll, we'll get into some of the reasons that I like with some of them yeah. um, but I was just thinking about it like okay it, LA is not really an easy place to make friends unless you specifically insert yourself into something and you're very deliberate about it if you're just casually cruising around LA like odds are it's, it's hard to make friends in this fucking yeah. city and everyone's ambitious and everybody's moving a million miles an hour you know so it's hard to find that connection so sure. I was like I started looking up stand-up comedy classes just Google stand-up comedy class LA and I found this one and it had a bunch of good Google reviews and they did their graduation class was at the Hollywood Improv and so that the Hollywood Improv was the first ever real stand-up comedy club that I ever saw a stand-up show at so I was like it's fucking destiny bro like it's, de- <laughs> it's I'm destined so and good. and so I was this was 2020 yeah, I was. I had the money in my bank account. I was waiting for the signups to go live, to sign up for this class. We can't say the c word. The signups for that class. Yeah, were in March of 2020. We all know what happened in March the of 2020. Pandemic, the pandy wandy, as Chrissy. Yeah, Chrissy so would say. I was not able to sign up for that class, and you know, like the rest of us, had to sit on my hands for a long time and just think about what I wanted to do. And I knew at that point I couldn't do my musical like backbone is live shows. Um, Dude, so on, honestly, I, I feel like what I was about to say, don't the, the, the reason I went straight to open mics, mm-hmm. you know, is because I talked to a guy who went to that same comedy class that yeah. you went to. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're better off just saving your money and doing because I'm a poor man. I don't, I don't yeah. have money. Yeah. But he's like, better off just saving your money and doing open mics to, if you want to get better. Yeah. He's like, cause you eventually you're going to have to get good. Sure. By the way. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, that he's never going to watch this podcast. Shout out to a non-subscriber. Yeah. Um, non-subscriber right at you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, long story short though. Um, I mean, it get, what what I see though is it get got you in. By the way, good at comedy. You you get you've gotten a lot of shows out of it too. 
Yeah, I have gotten a f- yeah. definitely gotten a few out of it. So, so for me, I well, you've got the connections. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. There's there was a lot of value out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I um, how much was it? Let's let's give him a shout. Out. I think it was three hundred bucks. Three hundred's not bad, man. Three hundred bucks for a six week uh, a six week class, and this was my thought behind it. This was my thought behind it. I don't think, I don't think that you can teach somebody to be funny. I don't think that's something that you can True. teach. True. I think you can teach people to um, elevate attributes about themselves that are funny, but I don't think you can just teach somebody to be funny. We've both gone to enough open mics yeah. where you will see someone with the passion. Yeah. They have all the passion in the world, and they just bomb. Yeah, but maybe, but maybe they time. can learn to be funny. But the only way mm-hmm. you can't go, you can't go. Hey. You can't go, how do I be funny? And someone will tell you. Like, it just doesn't yeah. work that way. You're either, you to a certain te- degree. You can teach joke writing. Yes. Like, I get that for sure. Yeah. And t- to a certain degree, you're either funny or you're not. And yeah. that's, and it's, you know, and you, you can learn how to be a good comic. I, I, I have this theory, by the way. Yeah. It's maybe you are funny, but maybe it's to a very small segment sure. of people that, that it's like, it's what you think is funny. Right. Right. Like, cause I, I see people all the time laugh at someone that it's like, I find there's no humor, right, you know, right. but like, I don't know, man, or, I, or I'm, maybe... I'm jaded, I'm jaded as shit. Like I'll always like, when we go to these open mics, I'll pay attention to you. I'll give you all the respect in the world. Right. And I, I'll, I will, I will laugh if it's funny, even if I know what's coming in the right. joke, right. I'll, I'll give you that respect that. There's plenty. We both know there's plenty sure, of sure. jaded open micers oh, yeah. that like will not even they'll they'll be on their phone the whole time right. until they are on deck. And well, I think I think a lot of it too can be yeah. can be maybe that person is funny, but maybe it just doesn't translate on stage. That's maybe true. maybe they just don't have the ability to. Um, replicate what makes them funny in front of an audience because that's a different yep. skill set too. You you might crush at the water cooler in your office. You know Dude, what I mean? There's some people with the funniest personalities yeah. ever, but like they can't get on stage. Well, okay. Dude, like, I heard Joey Diaz sucked at stand up for sure. like a little while. Sure. Like he would crush in the parking lot before they go in. Right. Then just nothing. Right. Well, I think it just there are, there are a lot of things that you can learn about yourself and about doing stand-up that I think just take time to develop. And, and um, there, there's some practical advice that you can give. And so that's kind of where I got – that's kind of what I gained from the class. Um, I got – first and foremost, my number one goal was to meet other people that really wanted to do stand-up. That was my – I didn't. I didn't have any uh, like illusions of me going here and being taught how to become a great stand-up comedian. Yeah. My my thought was I'm looking to get some practical advice on on comedy, and I'm looking to meet people that also want to do stand-up. For three hundred bucks, that's no, it's not bad. Honestly, it's not bad. Now, that being said, (laughs) uh, the class was in a preschool. Which is fucking Sick. weird. Which is weird <laughs> to go tell dick jokes in a preschool. Um, Where else are you going to tell? I mean, fuck, I guess so. You know, you got to know your audience. Um, so yeah, I was in a preschool, which was a little weird. And the guy that taught the class, the class, uh, great guy, great guy, definitely like a um, like a lifelong student of comedy, if you will. But the guy didn't do stand up. He ran. Wait. Yeah, he ran comedy so he's clubs. Teaching a comedy class, and he doesn't do stand up. He doesn't do stand up. He did. He did a, run comedy did, clubs. Did you get money grab vibes? Honestly, not not really, because I, I feel but 300 like three hundred bucks ain't that bad. No, it's it's like not. L.A. three hundred. Yeah, bucks. nah. Like um, Ohio, three hundred bucks is totally different. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But I so I wanted to. For me, I wanted to meet people mm-hmm. in an environment where it's not like. I have to mention to somebody that I do stand up or I have to go like, you know, I don't know, whatever. It got got you in the game. It did. And and I met, I met Tara daily there. Shout out Tara. That's my road dog. Uh, We go do a lot of shows and a lot of mics together. I met her in that class. Uh, Nader Haddad was in that class. So that's how I know him. 
Um, and the class both, was interesting. Both good yeah, too. no, 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 both I, I great, like both stuff. great. And I do yeah. a lot of shows and a lot of mics with both of them, and I'm very happy that I know them. And but I Dude, think followers the, on Instagram. But do you guys subscribe? Subscribe. Huh? Subscribe, baby. Subscribe. Um, yeah, I want to focus on the subscribe. That's it. That's this is the fucking subscribe. This is the subscribe gun. Do a fuck. Do a subscribe button right yeah, here where we're finger we're done. Yeah. Um, so so uh, although it was it was a little funny because I think you know. I think most people, when they want to do stand-up, probably would take your approach and just start going to open Dude, mics and just so start scary. doing it. Um, but it was so scary. This was this was like and I've uh, walked into projects before. Yeah. To go pick up a little kid for a job. Right. I was less scared to do that. Like that wasn't even bad compared sure. to walking into the first open mic. Well, the very first time that I actually got up in front of the clouds and told jokes, I mean, I was fucking terrified, you know, because um, you really you're putting yourself out there and you're either going to get laughs or not. And that's not something you're well, used to in the very beginning. You know, tips for the new comics. One thing that really helped me was that I had five minutes memorized to the second. Like I yeah. memorized it to the second. Right. So when I came in, I knew I wasn't going to be short. I knew I wasn't going to be long. Right. I just I knew it all. Like and that saved me because there was no thinking yeah. I had to do. Right. The thinking was done. Right. I'm not like I see people come in and go up and try to riff. Right. For five minutes, their first open mic. Yeah. And it's just like you poor thing. Well, I think everyone kind of has a different process, and I yeah. think everyone has a different idea, and everybody learns in their own way. So it's like, you know, whatever works, whatever works for you know you, I guess is probably best. And as long as you're able to be honest with yourself and learn when you can improve or where you should improve. That's the important part. And so, you know, for me, what I took from the class was there were a couple pieces of practical advice and this is all I wanted out of it. All, all I wanted out of it was to meet people and just some pull advice on how I should prepare, how I should write stuff. Yeah. And the guy who taught the class was really good at kind of communicating some of those points, you know, and one of the points that he communicated that I took from was edit your shit. Edit, 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 edit. If you're taking too long to get to the point that you're trying to make, you need to remove some words. And so there were exercises where it's like, here's a shitty joke. It's really long. It's it's 75 words. Narrow it down to 20 or less. Yeah. You know. And so those were some things that was like, I'm starting to understand the challenge of this. And, and, writing and, is rewriting. Yeah, yeah. No, it really is. And so. That was a really important part of, of what it was. And also, um, also he reiterated that new comics don't have the luxury of time like someone like Tom Segura has, right? Yeah. Tom Segura, if you're doing an hour, you can you, you can, can tell a bunch yeah. of stories that maybe – you know what I mean? Like, you ain't going to get away with it at five minutes. You can't do that yet. at five minutes. Because that's and, one joke yeah, you're getting to. Exactly. Yeah. And so that one and thing that you, I took from him you was – got to earn – like people's trust too. sure like yeah. before they're they'll laugh at a story what i realize is like if they don't laugh at my first joke right it's gonna be a rough day right and that's <laughs> and that was something that i thought was very was super helpful yeah. for me at least was you have a small amount of time you need to maximize the amount of laughs that you can get in that time so if you're wasting 30 seconds and and record your sets that was something that was really helpful for yeah. me too which i think obviously everybody does now because we have phones and stuff but you know record your sets Listen back to it. Time out the amount of times that you're you're getting laughs and the space that exists between laughs. Yeah. If you get if you start off your set and you get a laugh every 10, 15 seconds, and then all of a sudden you go 45 seconds without a laugh, mm -hmm. whatever sits in that 45 seconds needs to be dramatically edited so that you can move on. Yeah. And so that was some real practical advice that I got from it. That being said, like I think. The connections that I made, he did introduce us to a producer at the end um, who has booked me on quite a few shows at this point. Uh, uh, we did get an opportunity to go perform on the main stage at the Hollywood Improv, which was dope for me because that was the first comedy Sick. club that I ever saw a yeah. comedy show at. Um, now that I think back, I think I saw it in the lab, which was the small – but regardless, first ever comedy club I ever went to and the first time I ever did stand up in front of an audience – was on the main stage at the Hollywood Improv at a sold out show. That's dope. Which was dope. Yeah, which was dope. dope. And also also was it was like presented with a very clear understanding that everyone in the audience knows this is a these are all people that did a stand up comedy class. They're brand new to this. 
don't tell them they suck type of shit. So it was like supportive audience type of environment. That's great, and so I went out there and I crushed. I crushed. You All know, right, guys, uh, we, we got a break. All right, guys, welcome to Paul Jacoby Podcast Merch Store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie with a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that. We got coffee mugs. We got t-shirts. We got tanks. We got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom. So in conclusion, to what would you recommend or would you not recommend the... So I think uh, I think it depends. I think it depends on the individual. I, I you know I was new to LA. I didn't know anybody that um, was doing stand up. So for me, it was a good icebreaker. Yeah. It was a good way to meet people, and it did come with some like very clear benefits in that I was introduced to a producer, specifically a producer who books new comics, and um, he's booked me on a bunch of shows since. And uh, you know. I got to go do my very first set at the Hollywood Improv on the main stage, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, that's, that that being said, it's weird because that's the goal. Yeah, no, no, no for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure, and that's a great starting yeah. point. So I do think I do think from like a from a comic perspective, I probably would have just got better as a comic doing open mics, like I have been, mm-hmm. and I've definitely like progressed way further just by going out and doing stand up then I learned from the class. But I did take away some key points from the class that I think are very valuable. I did meet some people who are mm-hmm. definitely, definitely like going to be lifelong friends of mine in stand-up that also are as um, motivated as I am. And uh, it wasn't that much money, to be honest. And if you're invested in this, if you really want to do it, $300 is not much money. So It's a $300 foot in the door, which, yeah. which is legitimate yeah and and it kind of took away that like because that i put that first open mic on a pedestal on a pedestal and you and i know now i mean we've done so many open mics like an open mic is not it's nothing it's It's not (laughs) going to make or break you it's just it's it's just an opportunity to go Uh work stuff out and and try to sharpen your your jokes and if you bomb an open mic, it just doesn't really matter that it much. It hurts. Though. It does hurt. There's it's, not. There's. It, it's, it's starting to hurt less and less, but it's just part it still of it. Fucking hurts. Well, dude. but you learn. You learn that it's not as like crazy as you think. And so I put that open mic on a, on a big pedestal, like yeah. the very first performance. My very first one. Yeah. 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 And so for me, I'm so happy I got laughs at my first one. Dude, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. And and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So for for me. Getting to go do my very first shout out to Hollywood set. comedy, by the way. Hey, that was where I did my first open mic too. <laughs> yeah, so very first time I ever did stand up main What's stage the Hollywood Improv. It? Fuck, I don't know, Jang, Jang, yeah, it's uh, I I have not met her yet, which is incredible to me that I have not met her. But uh, she was in the room one time at a mic. She actually did a mic that I that I she did there. Does every show there? Hey, talk about bombing though. I have bombed at the Hollywood Comedy more than any other fucking singular place. Like at shows or no? Just at the mics. Just that that room right. sometimes can be fucking painfully silent. Oh, dude, um, I, I get it. Uh, a few of their hosts, I'll leave them nameless. Yeah. Uh, one host in particular. Yeah. Uh, sometimes brings brings bad energy, which mm. is. The person is human. Yeah. You know, but right. like, it's just like, I get that. I, I have one host that just came back, Johnny. Dude. Yeah. Shout out Johnny Garfield. You are the man. Johnny. Uh, he's, he's fun. He gives a great vibe to the room. The host the host dictates the, the yeah. feel. It really does. Yeah. It dictates the direction the mic's going to go right off the bat. And mm-hmm. they do time up front. And if it's just, if it's bad, awkward, mm-hmm. odd energy, that just that translates into the rest of the mic. Yeah, I've bombed at the Badger the most. Yeah. But, like, I go to the Badger the most. I've bombed at Badger yeah. a bunch, too. I dude, did three hours there the other day. I should not have. Dude, I should not I, have. I, you only can do an hour at yeah. the Badger. <clears throat> only Casey Skinner, shout out to you, bud, <laughs> can do three hours of the Badger and be good. Cause yeah. The dude riffs for like three yeah, or four minutes. Yeah, he's really good at riffing. He's yeah. really good at riffing. He, but, yeah, I he's, would. He's a, he's a legit comic. I, I, would, I would say. Um, 
it just depends on where you're at. If like yeah. you're thinking about doing stand up because you have a bunch of friends that do stand up and you can go do open mics with people you know in the beginning to kind of just get the jitters out, just go do that. Yeah. But if, if you need that, uh, like a little extra boost, I mean, a class. I, I probably should have done the class, dude. Dude, it's okay. The way it but, sounds like, but I'm already in the No, game. no, but you're already yeah. here and you're all, yeah. look, we're already at a similar place. I mean, I yeah. know one more guy than you do. Yeah. And like that's. Like, this dude books shows left and right. Well, it's just the power of networking, my yeah. friend. You're very good at networking. Just say I, hello. I'm very envious. Say hello and shake yeah. hands and, yeah. and ask. Dude, that's what. That's the number honestly, one thing. The best I piece think of you're advice. The best in LA. Like no joke. Best networker in LA. The best dude, piece you of even advice. Got on the future number one podcast in the world. I know. Right off the Second bat. Guess, episode dude. number two. That good. That good at networking. My best piece of advice that I can give for anyone in entertainment. This is. This goes for music, stand up, <laughs> anything, anything. Just imagine if Tom's watching any of this. It's just his face here. That's I didn't Tom. Re- it was such a cool idea. It He's is here. a cool idea. He's looking over well, our shoulders right now. We're going to need to meet other comics. Oh, we will. So it's just not lonely Tom. <laughs> we'll add more. We'll add yeah. more. Uh, but si- the, the best singular piece of advice that I can give to anyone, because people ask me all the time, and they used to ask me this with music too, how do you get so many shows? Yeah. I ask. Yeah. That's it. I, I got that's, that. That's it. That's the one. There's thing a little that, bit more that goes yeah. into you know. Okay, you have to find out who you should ask. Who's the right person? Sometimes you have to ask one person who tells you to ask another person who tells you to ask another person. But just ask. Worst case scenario, especially these no. days, that you just don't get a response on the email or Instagram DM, or they say no. And there are worse things in the world than that. So if you really want it, if you really want it. You have to put yourself out there at a, at a painstaking sure. level, For and sure. that's that's pretty much it. And yeah, right. thank you because I do a lot of networking. Dude, and you're, you're, sometimes it's exhausting, but but I love it. I but love let, it. Let's wrap it up on that. My yeah, man. we got to go to an got, open. We got to go to the open mics. We got to work on our craft because guess what, guys? We're not there yet, no. but hopefully we will be there. And hopefully you guys will still be watching. Yes. So Tom thank will, you. Tom will be watching over us. Rick, he is watching over us. Rick, thank you, thank you so much Thanks for, for having coming me, man. on. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, shout out to you. Peace. Sayonara. <laughs>